What does music do to you? What I mean by what does music do no, to no, you? No, 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 no. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Musicians Musings podcast. I'm Gunner, your host, along with my two compatriots, <laughs> Scotty Blair and Michael Mark. I, I still think we need a little intro jingle. Well, this will have to do until then. Are you going to say hi, Scotty? Right. Hi. Cool. Now you can ask your question. <laughs> so what I mean by what does music do to you? When you listen to music and different types of music, different genres of music, different songs played on different instruments, how did that, without sounding too much like a psychologist, how does that make you feel? How does that, both physically and spiritually, emotionally, what what kind of effect does that have on you? Rage. Well, kind <laughs> I have my I'm sad playlist on Spotify <laughs> that I listen to a lot when I cry myself to sleep. <laughs> which is every night because you're not <laughs> as good a banjo player as Michael. Which is only every other night. <laughs> It's too hard. Well, you know, now that I, um, now that's an interesting, that's an interesting question. Cause what was, there's a Chopin quote I always think of when I'm sad and I play music. Can you, can you quote that? Or? I'm looking it up. Okay. Um, so, so for me, if I'm listening to bluegrass music, while I'm driving, it makes me speed. <laughs> like, uh, I'm assuming that means fast bluegrass music, like Train 45. Yeah. No, when he listens to Blue Moon in Kentucky. Anything drivey. And then it starts going really fast. Yeah. Anything <laughs> over, like, 75 beats per minute <laughs> hmm. makes me go faster than 75 miles an hour. That's That's... Usually the BPM of the song, that's the rule. BPM of the song correlates exactly with the miles per hour that I'm going. Uh, wait, seriously? You should see me listen to Ricky's gags. <laughs> like, like when they play Black Eyed Susie and <laughs> he's just zooming down the highway. He goes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I um, can drive the entire I don't have length of high, Highway 40. In the time it takes to listen to Highway 40 Blues. Got them Highway 40 Blues. Good thing you brought up Highway 40 Blues, because that's kind of an interesting thing. So, um, people that know me know that I'm not a very emotional person, or at least I don't seem that way on the outside. Extremely stoic. No, he's not um, an emotional person at all. Extremely uh, stoic. I'm not. Yeah, they can... Um, Unlike me, I'm a very emotional person, if you've ever on, met me. On the me. outside, I'm, I'm really stoic, and I actually have trouble expressing my emotions sometimes. But I do feel a lot of emotion, and music definitely does. <clears throat> music definitely does make me feel emotion. And there's, I I found personally that there's a specific chord progression in, in sets of chords that make me feel certain ways, and and not just sad. There's a lot of songs that make me feel maybe not necessarily happy, but maybe energized. Um, I'm I'm trying to think maybe like a fast Daily and Vincent kind of song or. Uh, of Ricky Skaggs, and I, I find that sometimes I actually feel 
kind of nostalgic or sad, if you will, even in upbeat songs like Highway 40 Blues. Oh, yeah. I have I, I literally do not identify at all with Highway 40 Blues. Like, I'm a city boy, mm-hmm. okay? But it, it still makes me kind of emotional and reflective, especially when Andy Lefwich plays the fiddle fills on the second verse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Andy Lef- <laughs> His violin playing makes us all feel emotion. It is the perfect... Anyway, um, it's the perfect set of fills for that verse. And, you know, the song talks about just being very desperate, being really just in a low point, and you hear that fiddle wailing in the background. It's uh, <laughs> kills me. But It's truly a masterpiece. And, and as well when uh, the guitar solo finishes. Guys, if you haven't heard Highway 40 Blues and you're listening to this, go listen to it. Um, you should ask, make sure you listen to Nate Nate's version too. Oh, that's killer! It's it's minor and little, but um, Highway Forty Blues, preferably if you can find the version with Jim Mills, Cody Kilby, and Andy Lefwich. But and then the, the guitar version with solo, Nate So, in that song, when uh, Ricky Skaggs and Kentucky Thunder does it, the guitar solo ends and it goes into the fiddle doing the chorus, and that point is really it, it's like a burst of emotion almost and i don't know how to describe it i'm not a psychiatrist <coughs> but psychologist really going whatever you want to say psychologist psychiatrist but really going into that four chord w- when you make in and, and the guitar plays that a d position and it's going to a g chord which which makes the four chord i think g just might be my favorite four chord it's You're just so powerful player, so. It's your and I'm a banjo show. player. And no, um, I am also a guitar player. And playing out a D and using G as my four chord is there's something very powerful. G is such a that that G position where you have th- yeah two octaves spanning three. Most of very it's a very very wide G. voiced chord. Yeah, especially if you do the the power chord where it's just G and D. Uh, the one and the five, it really does lend a lot of power because you have that bass and you have the highest string as well. Yeah, it's yeah. a very, very and wide voiced chord doing that. Things so like that. Makes sense. Songs with one, four, five, and six minor, kind of, and, and not all songs with one, four, five, and six minor because there are songs that use the six minor in a fashion that kind of gives the song a sense of, I, I, I don't know how to describe it other than epicness. Maybe you can give a a better word. Epicness. And then there's songs. That I mean, use that's that. a pretty good. Description, and then there's I songs think. that use that chord as to give a sense of sadness or nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I found that quote. Yeah, there's two of them. Okay, so the one is where is the one? It's not. It's not Chopin. It's Liszt commenting on the music of Chopin in one of his letters. Okay, so it's those inexpressible sorrows to which the pious vent in their communication with their maker what they never what they never say except upon their knees, he said in his palpitating compositions. I like that quote. Yeah, yeah that's good. That sounded and really And then the cool. other one was Sometimes I can only groan and suffer and pour out my despair at the piano. So, I will say, there are there's some music 
not necessarily upbeat or particularly major, but some music just like makes me really like joyful, happy. Um, like if I'm listening to it, I can't wipe the smile off my face. I'm just like oh, yeah. really happy. And there's some music, and I enjoy them both equally. There's some music not necessarily slower or particularly sad lyrically or uh, melodically, but some music makes me feel very nostalgic or kind of melancholy a little bit. Sure. But it's like in a in a good way somehow. Um, and I will yeah. say... It does tend to be slower or minor pieces that make me feel that way and major or faster pieces that make me feel, you know, the other way. Um, but Which is how we usually, you know, stereotype it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but it's yeah. not it's not always that way. Um, yeah. But because, like, there's some like waltzes that I'll listen to that are like super pretty and just make me really happy you know but I find that I enjoy both of them equally um and I might even enjoy the sadder ones a little bit more which yeah. I listen I listen to sad music more than I listen to happy music for sure. And if if you guys remember on this, on this during the sinking of the Titanic, they had the band come out and play. Mm-hmm. And before it it got really late in the night, they were playing cards. They had they called out the band and they played ragtime. They played oh, yeah. fast songs, happy songs to get people's minds off the off the brevity of the situation, but as the night drew to a close, as death came nearer they played hymns hmm. and they played right near my god yeah that, that's what they i think that's what they went under with wasn't it supposedly that that yeah, was the story cool. and songs like that that make you think about the you know they they make you focus on they get your brain in the right place to thinking yeah right. this is really you know i'm a human and uh, you know, I'm I'm not God, and this is so. I, why I can't do anything about the situation right now? Why does music bring forth such an emotional response from people? How does it differ from, you know, any other grouping of sounds? I think it's well. First of all, there are other groups <coughs> of sounds that make people feel those emotions. It's maybe a really uh, inspirational speech. It really stirs up the emotions. Mm-hmm. And when you combine music with lyrics, words that make people think, it kind of doubles the effect. So there's one thing to listen to a really sad song, but the lyrics are just junk, like a lot of bluegrass songs. Uh, just random songs that were written sometime in the slave era, and the lyrics mean absolutely nothing to you. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to things that both have, especially you know, spiritual songs, uh, Christian songs that really speak to you and the music is really fits it, that it creates a more powerful effect in that. Uh, whereas if you have the music and the lyrics going in opposite directions. Hmm. 
which is also an interesting thing because in most bluegrass music the music is very happy and upbeat mm-hmm. but the lyrics are usually <laughs> yeah. very sad and or murderous <laughs> i mean some of those that's that's true <clears throat> um so on the subject of like you know other groupings of noises do y'all find um are there other non-human noises that make you feel a certain way like maybe cars going up and down the road or the sound of the ocean the wind the rain i don't know birds um do those bring out an emotional response in you or are they just like background noise can you hear snow if it's really snowing you can if you have very i love the sound of snow and i haven't i haven't heard it in a in a while though you live in florida i live in florida you're never gonna hear it again (laughs) from chicago though (laughs) and i love the snow and then I, i moved to florida but do y'all do y'all find you have a particular emotional response to any of any particular ones of those and any that you don't? Sometimes it just depends on think. what I'm thinking. Sometimes something will happen and I'll think of some someone or some experience. It just depends mm-hmm. on what it is and what my what I'm thinking of at that moment. Maybe if I'm in the right mood, the sound of cars, like a bunch of cars going by. That normally just fills me with rage. (laughs) Rage? Rage! Like cars. Rage. Do you have songs that fill you with rage? Old Joe Clark. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different way, though. Let's play Old Joe Clark. Wagon wheel. We just jammed it last night and the night before that. And the night before that. We weren't even together. Let's do it at the brisk pace of 2 BPM. One, two, three. That's pretty fast for old Joe Clark. Da, 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 da. That's way too fast. Like that, that's a, that's almost tolerable. That's like I could actually play a bass solo to that and enjoy it. <laughs> you could do a nice walking bass on that. Yeah, you could do a nice. Yeah, that would be fun. Do, that would be a nice tempo. I, I, I do nice walking bass in general. How about minor songs? <laughs> So minor songs like minor Big songs, John. Minor songs like Wayfaring Stranger. Do songs those make you minor. sad? Yes. Or do they No. Sort of. So it makes you sad. I don't find it makes me sad. It makes me sort of I don't know, spooked. The the minor sounds. It's a very haunting. Well uh, yeah. The minor sounds <clears throat> the saddening is the when it resolves from a major to a minor. That's what brings the sorrow, at least in yeah. my mind. Actually, where... I find when it resolves from the minor to the major, it's kind of when the emotion comes in. See, I don't. Well, I mean, I just mean that going from major to minor or vice versa, where yeah, it's in and... Wayfaring Stranger, when it's minor to See, minor, it doesn't find. <clears throat> it doesn't minor. have the sorrow as much as it has the, the um, what you said. It's kind of spooky, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, in our just yeah, that's the I'm trying to think of the word I would use to describe it. The technical. Yeah, in minor songs, we often we often char- characterize a minor sound as being a really sad sound, but I find the uh, the sad major sounds are more sad than the sad minor sounds. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Like let, because with a major, you still have a touch of happiness, and that's what makes it sad. Yeah, like if you listen to right. Ashokan Farewell, which is it's a Shokan Farewell. I same think. difference. What did you just say? I think it's a Shokan Farewell. I just don't say want to be embarrassed it. in front of the entire internet. If you listen I to just the Ashkan Farewell, <laughs> the Ashkan Ash, it's a Shokan. It if you shocking. listen to the anyway, if you listen to a shocking farewell, um, <laughs> a show, the tune is entirely major. Like there's, oh yeah, there's no minor in it except for the flat seven, which isn't even minor so much. Um, but the chords, but that song, the chords have minor. The chords have minors, but the melody is entirely just the major scale, and the minor chord only shows up like well once or twice. But it's, it's still there. But it's not the whole song, and it doesn't it doesn't make the song sad. The song just is sad, especially if you read the lyrics that are associated with it. I think, unless I'm just making that up. Um, well, afterwards, I, there's like two sets of. <clears throat> afterward the afterwards there's like two sets of lyrics that are mm-hmm. oh what's the guy's name who wrote that jay unger <clears throat> yeah that are officially endorsed by him basically there's two sets i think because he didn't write any lyrics i'm pretty sure he wrote that during the civil war right no he, he wrote that he in the did 70s. not write it during his, <laughs> he's still alive that was a joke yeah and speaking of Speaking of music that makes you sad, um, and I'm going to step outside of music for a second also, uh, do y'all ever find that beauty in general causes you to feel sadness or sorrow? Yeah, like if I'm looking at a really nice snowfall, and there's <laughs> it's just snow perfect i i get really nostalgic about snow and it's it's I'm a, looking sad... at a really beautiful guitar that i can't afford <laughs> but but it's like it's a sad feeling right but yeah it um but i it always get sad brings... because i start contemplating our own mortality and <laughs> how everything will come to an end that's normally when i look at pretty things i'm like well you Can know we... in 30 years Who's going to care about this really pretty guitar I'm looking at? Or in a half an hour, can we start... who's going to care about this really nice food I'm looking at? Or <laughs> in 300 we... years, can we... this mountain might not even be here. We might not even be here. We might be Can a... we start a GoFundMe to get Scotty a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> no, we need to j- get Justin Bond a therapist, remember? Right. Right. But... We need to get... <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, have you seen Banjo Ben's Undercover Boss episodes? Yes, I watched those. You should go really watch them. They're... Joey put no, my not... brother. My brother put those on the other day, and my mom watched it's... all of them. And she said, "Yeah, yeah. those that really wasn't as funny as I thought." Yeah, yeah. we'll link them in the show notes. Sure. It's kind of cringe humor. It's they, we, my mom was just like, "That was underwhelming." Anyway, we, we won't spoil it. If for those of you who haven't <laughs> seen it, you need to experience the journey. Twenty-five dollar gift card and <laughs> up to eight months of therapy. Don't, don't, don't spoil it. Anyway, would you guys at least give me nine weeks? I would give you ten weeks, buddy. It means a lot. <laughs> so. 
that that sorrow that or like that that nostalgia that you feel when you're looking at something beautiful it's it's like a very sad feeling right but do you find that um that feeling of sadness brings you any joy to some extent um my dad and i for i think the past eight years gone to this camp and we always it's like uh father son camp and there's maybe three three other fathers and sons that regularly go and it's we we reserve this it's just a beautiful campsite in in oakland illinois like who's ever heard of oakland illinois but there's didn't you didn't you talk about this on the forum because you were asking about your guitar i did talk about that yeah i've heard of oakland illinois but there's woods and there's a little lake that they have just in the state park and it's honestly i get nostalgic just looking out at the standing there on a little like wooden dock the kind that bounces in the water and looking out of the the blue water and at the campsite and driving out of there it's a it's a very lonesome feeling to be honest especially since we're not sure if we're going to go back next year So how about different instruments? When, when you listen to different instruments, do you feel like there are certain emotions that those bring in a general sense with them? Or do you find that it really depends on just whatever music is? Banjos are happy, I think. Banjos are pretty happy sounding. Banjos, Except when they want to sound mad. Banjos are either Except happy or, ag- or obnoxious. Or mad. <laughs> they're like mad. Mad, mad, happy, or obnoxious. Those I are the three th- banjo options. Like a furious sounding, because when they have that, when you have that real, like the Jim Mills bluesy, when you have that real modal driving banjo, yeah. Or when someone ruins a slow song with a banjo. I find that um, the spoons always fill me with unreasonable rage. What about ukuleles? They're happy sounding. Don't even talk to me about ukuleles. <laughs> I mean, ukuleles have their use. It's just a very small use. They are. They have a very small use, like smaller than banjo. Ukuleles are the worst. There are people who sound really good on ukulele. Look up on YouTube Jake Shimabukuro playing "While My Guitar Gently Weeps" on the ukulele. If you're wondering how to spell that, if you're wondering how to how to spell that name, um, it's the usual spelling J. A K E space Shimabukuro. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's really cool. Or look up uh, Kalai Gamiao playing Mach 4 on the ukulele. That is also ridiculously fantastic. I, I find guitar to be, well, Maybe it's maybe I'm biased because I'm play guitar, but if I listen to a song or if I just go around listening to different instruments, guitar to me always seems, if you will, the main character. Like if I'm watching a movie and there's the main character, guitar is always the main character for me. Is that just because I play guitar, or is that do you find that's? I'm thinking of a um. Oh, it's just I I keep thinking of quotes of composers. I listened to an interview of Segovia, and he was talking about finding composers to compose for classical guitar. 
And in the interview, he was talking about how every time he would commission a composer to compose a piece for him, that after that, the only thing they would ever compose for is guitar because they find it such a beautiful and intricate instrument compared to everything else. They they love the voices and they love... Andrew Segovia? Yeah. They love the dynamic and the timbre of it and now the versatility of everything. I find that guitar is a very versatile instrument. It's almost like... Especially when it's played classically. Yeah, and there are other instruments that are specialty instruments, and there are other instruments that are still very versatile, but maybe they're not as portable, like the piano. I like pianos. pianos gets, I mean... See, I I was going to say, I think, in my opinion, the piano is a better instrument, like objectively, the piano is a better instrument than guitar. See... I would agree in certain circumstances. In a classical circumstance, I would agree. But with guitar, you can get different sounds. With piano, you have like standard sound, then damper pedal sound, and then. And in the like... interview, he talks about that. He says he can. Any um, he showed we're playing it in different positions on the neck, playing with different angles with his right hand in the nails, playing in dulce, and then playing and Ponticello, and all the different things. And he showed we can, we can sound, it's all the instruments of an entire, I can I can pull, bring out all the emotions that any, I can pull out all the emotions that an entire orchestra of instruments could pull out in their timbre with just the guitar. He can, he can and make... If you don't believe that, go watch Tommy Emanuel. Or, or well, literally and Andre Segovia. Yeah, because yeah. it's way better than... If you want to see, if if you want to have some emotions brought out, go look up on YouTube, um, Recuerdos de la Alambira. Boom, he did it. I know that piece. That's R-E-C-U-E-R-D-O-S-D-E. We'll put it in the show notes. A-L-H-A-M-B-R-A. It's an incredibly beautiful classical guitar piece listen to it all the way through you know while you're cooking dinner or whatever and um keep a box of kleenex handy yes the classical guitar is officially the prettiest instrument known to man actually i think this is I think not the true piano because is... saxophone no exists. it's not my sister she's a harpist and she says her favorite she loves listening she would love she loves when she's home she says she loves listening to me play my classical guitar I think piano is honestly more beautiful than classical guitar. Mm, I don't think so. I, I think so. Piano can make me feel pretty much any emotion. Guitar can make me feel pretty much any emotion. Banjo can make me feel three emotions, um, <laughs> and the voice can as well. And when you have a really touching, like I was saying earlier, earlier, a really touching story in a song, combined with the right chords, the right melody. Have you ever heard Balsam Range's Trains I Missed? I like that song. That is a really touching song, even though it has a banjo in it. Even though it has a banjo in it. Even though, even though it has a banjo in it. And it's the story. <laughs> if you haven't heard it, go look it it's up. It's a nice song. It's in the show notes. And it's the story of someone who's, like their life was in, kind of distressed they didn't know which way to go they're regretting past decisions but god 
worked it out and they found out how to be happy in in any any circumstance basically you would would you agree that's a pretty good interpretation yeah send me a link to you that. haven't heard that song you haven't heard that song no you don't listen to balsam range what i don't um, listen to balsam range that so much either i don't have any streaming services so i listen to cds that <gasps> i own and because i'm kind of poor don't, i don't own that many it's CDs. on youtube dude you can listen to it. I only listen to whatever CDs Michael Mark gives me out of his guitar case. <laughs> I gave you one CD out of I've my guitar I've been case. listening to the same CD on repeat. It's a great CD past. to listen to on repeat. That <laughs> was a good CD, yeah. On the subject of emotions, uh, are different emotions allowed in bluegrass? Yeah. Different emotions, what do you mean by that? Bluegrass is allowed to make you feel like happy and energetic, and it's allowed to make you feel like sad or to make you feel like killing your wife. <laughs> is there anything other than... I think I've... You can... I think you can feel... With the instruments and in the range, I think you can feel the full breath of human emotion in bluegrass music because I think I feel like I can. Now, it might be less bluegrass. It might not be. You might have a different. Um, let's see. Bluegrass music. And it still be. So let's give examples. It depends on where we draw the line of bluegrass and where you just go into acoustic music. Like, what do you consider? When Nate sings with himself and plays the guitar, would we consider that bluegrass? I wouldn't consider that bluegrass necessarily. Dennis Parker, for instance, I wouldn't necessarily consider all of that bluegrass. And I love that CD, Songs Under the Air Conditioning. But it would still be good. Yeah, I mean, I like kind of transcending genres to an extent and just thinking of it as music. When we talk about transcending genres, what instruments from other genres do you think can be used in bluegrass and actually sound good with bluegrass instruments, even if it's accordion? Not? Accordion. <clears throat> if you're playing ukulele. Celtic no. music, accordion sounds great with bluegrass instruments. No, accordion. Um, Concertina sound accordion even better than accordions. Is great in bluegrass, and I'll prove it with two words. Jeff, Jeff Taylor. Taylor, Bill Monroe. Yeah, I, I like Monroe, Jeff I Taylor. Um, and. I don't like hearing accordion with bluegrass music unless it's more Celtic music, the Celtic side of bluegrass. And Okay, well, you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, what's an example of accordion that sounds really good with, like, uh, I don't know, Foggy Mountain Breakdown? It, it doesn't. Literally, if you put Jeff Taylor playing Foggy Mountain Breakdown on the accordion, it would be the coolest thing ever. I don't think so, man. But okay, I think it would be pretty cool. Um, what do y'all think about harmonica and bluegrass? I know no. you hate it, Michael. What do you think, no. Scotty? Um, okay, no. So, although on. in the party barn, when that video with Russ and when Buddy Green does it, yeah. it's a pretty cool solo on Cherokee Shuffle. But I don't, I don't, I wouldn't consider, I wouldn't consider that jam a bluegrass jam by any means. That's a oh, yeah, it's, it's more like an old time jam, yeah, fiddle tune jam. It's an old time jam. Like Russ wasn't even wailing away on his well. Crow. Give me just a second. Um, there was a whole one banjo. It was some fiddle players, a guitar, some guitar players, and some mandolin players, and okay. then a harmonica player and my a banjo player. 
My alarm that I've set on my phone every morning is a recording off of Buddy Green's album. Um, I think it's his album Harmonica Anthology. If not, it might be off of Happy Man. It's Wheelhouse. <laughs> okay. On harmonica. You know, y- yes. And it is extremely driving. It's not old time at all. It's 100% hard driving bluegrass. Banjo players rolling away at 100 miles an hour. Brian Sutton ripping a guitar solo. Um, the the whole works. Led by a harmonica. Hmm. And it sounds awesome. I mean, I like harmonica. That's interesting. I have a harmonica. I was playing my harmonica the other day. But I don't think it fits in with it. I don't think there's yeah. a need or a anything for i wouldn't want to hear bluegrass. doyle lawson and quicksilver with a harmonica what, but okay yeah, but i wouldn't why not? listen to them either because it it just it doesn't because it kind of kills fit. the vibe if ricky skaggs and kentucky thunder with a harmonica maybe <clears throat> but i still I mean, don't think it would they, they play harmonica some... is functionally if your harmonica player knows what he's doing it's functionally not really any different than a fiddle. No, it's functionally not any different than a kazoo. But it's is what n- it's. you're functionally not any different. No, than it's a kazoo. not. You, it can fit the same. You could have a saxophone player play, yeah. and he could do the same role as a fiddle player, but it wouldn't be the same. Okay, I disagree because Sierra Hull had a saxophone player in her band, and he played fiddle honestly better than a lot of fiddle players do. On his saxophone. No, he didn't. Well, it's not the how well it can play, and it, yeah, the it can work and it can sound good. But okay I wouldn't to have consider a saxophone in bluegrass is when it's not bluegrass. <laughs> if it's Tony Rice, me and my guitar album with a bunch of sad love ballads, and there's a saxophone and piano and drums, that's okay. Anything else? No. <laughs> okay, so how do you define bluegrass? Bluegrass is music made emphasizing the offbeat with banjo, guitar, mandolin fiddle bass and occasionally dobro and what about what about the fact that bill monroe literally had an accordionist and a harmonica player yeah but that was that was that was the celtic side of and he how about how about the fact that he did hey got hey michael 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 how about the fact that bill monroe does not like dobros what about the fact that bill monroe made sonny osborne drive his car like 100 miles an hour got pulled over that threw Sonny Osborne in jail, and Bill Monroe made him pay his own fine. I never said I endorsed <laughs> everything Bill Monroe ever did. I, I think you did. I, I did not. <sighs> okay, did y'all hear about the photo of Bill Monroe uh, holding his entire band on a post over his shoulders? What? Supposedly, Wait, what? Uh, I want to see that picture. this was a trick that Bill would do quite frequently he would take like a a big stick and like put it over his shoulders and he would have every member of his band at the time um like grab onto the stick and then he would pick them all up at the same time Uh, this was before this was before chubby wise played fiddle i'll look it up later but this has nothing to do with the podcast a lot of this stuff. That's what I was thinking, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> well, I'm trying to give you. This is total fluff. Nobody's gonna want to listen to this. What? This isn't but... fluff. 
the tide the literally <laughs> everyone's gonna want to listen to this yeah laughter is an emotion i like emotions um speaking of emotions how about this okay harps yes or no this uh here's a excerpt from some guy talking about it he said orphan child the, the dobro is the orphan child the billman room refused to recognize Oof. if you've got a mandolin a banjo That's and true. a dobro all playing fills i could get too busy yeah at the same time if you have a guitar and a bass and a banjo playing fills that can get too busy if you have a banjo player it can get too busy exactly you can be too busy anyway okay, harps yes or no Harps are cool. In bluegrass. Oh yeah, the banjubilee is epic. Are they bluegrass? They're yeah. they're gospel first, so they're Celtic, like gospel and bluegrass and Celtic. And it's super cool. I say they count as bluegrass, and I think that she does a great job. Which one of them plays the harp again? Georgia. I can't even. Do you think they would hire me? Do you think they need a guitar player? No. No, Judah plays guitar, and he's really good. Oh man! And if they were to need a guitar player, I think I wouldn't. I wouldn't get hired. I think um, Kenny Glish or Colin Glancy or me would all be ahead also, of you. Also, aren't the line. there? Isn't there? Are there any more siblings, or is it just those three? No, there's there's three more younger than that, but they don't play. Yeah, so they, they'll probably be the next if they need a guitar player. Well, they'll just be like, "Hey, none of them play." Wait, what? They don't play. That's weird. Well, your sister plays harp, right? Yeah, my sister plays harp. I can start my own band, Jubilee. I haven't. My one sister plays violin, and one plays a harp, and my mom can play bass, I guess, and I can be the banjo one. That that's literally <laughs> the band Jubilee, but sounds like wish dot com. <laughs> my sister has a golden harp though, so it's cooler. So, so what kind of emotions do you think the harp incites? The same ones as piano, plus classical guitar. Really. Not the yeah, the classical so guitar compo is so is way more versatile than that. harp. I mean, this might be a little bit of a stereotype, but to me, it sounds a little bit more wistful, kind of more things you could imagine that are a little less rooted in reality. Right, a very dreamy. It doesn't sound. sound real. Not that it doesn't sound. Actually, it doesn't sound real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I think it'd be definitely be tastefully used, but. Okay, so here's one. It's uh, Hammer Dulcimer. Ooh. I love Hammer Dulcimer, so I'm definitely Do, having one can, in my band. Does, you can get the same effect, not the same effect, but you can get a similar effect as a piano with a Hammer Dulcimer. Well, it, it can fill it a It sounds room. very similar to a harp as well. Yeah, but you're hitting... I mean, honestly, they're so cool. Do they belong in bluegrass? I think they no. can be in bluegrass. <laughs> If it, if you bring it into bluegrass, it's not bluegrass. It's old time. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't argue with that. that that's kind of true. Yeah. But then we're back into the we're back into the mincing genres and where you do draw lines and okay. everything. So, do y'all find old time to be as boring as Libby finds it, <laughs> or do y'all? In- um, it's, it's you- a, it depends on who it is. What songs they're playing and everything? Because sometimes Gunner, you want to give context for the context for the listeners. Okay, so I was at Galax Fiddlers Convention um, over the summer, and the Lindblom family was also there. And at Galax, there's some bluegrass and a lot of old time. And the Lindblom family is very bluegrass, 
and they got into a couple of old time jams and they were not enthused about it. They thought it was incredibly dull and boring. To be honest, though, I think Libby probably thinks most people's playing is, is lots of things that are dull and boring. She thinks Tony Rice's playing is not good enough for the modern era. She's probably like, eh, Tony Rice, he's, Tony Rice has got <laughs> nothing on Jake Workman. It's, it's kind of hard when you take lessons from Jake Workman to not be jaded she's, against she's everybody a total, else. She's a total fangirl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, old time, there's certain times when I like old time. Uh, Clawhammer banjo, like I, I really like Dave Dillard's uh, Clawhammer banjo yeah. playing. I like Russ Carson's Clawhammer banjo playing. Oh yeah, I like Russ Carson's like everything. Solo banjo playing in Clawhammer style. Um, if we're gonna have a full old time jam, and they're all playing at once, and there's like that weird little drum thing, <laughs> and it's there's, the, there's an accordion, the and all Cajun, that. and there's a guy playing. Uh, Did you just call it a Cajun? It's what are they called? Cajon. Anyway, Cajun is someone from Louisiana, Shaq. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know. Incite any kind of real emotion in me. It's just. It's. It's. I have versus. If you get up, if if you watch JD Crow in the New South get up on stage and he kicks off East Virginia blues in B flat with the sound of banger resonating through the entire. Yeah, it's completely different. It serves a completely different purpose. Here's here's what I've noticed bluegrass music is more for like for the listener it's a lot better for listening old time music it does not care about the listener old time music is played solely for the purpose of the people playing it yes yeah and then there's random eight people who are clock dancing in the background and i will i i find i honestly get at least as much enjoyment out of playing as old time as any other genre and I find it to be. But who listens to an old time album? No, uh, I mean. <laughs> hey, me. Michael, I have a couple. I have an out. Al- I have a. I have some stuff. To, I'm gonna send you some music that I think you're gonna like. It has Hammer Dawson. It's some great instrumental hymn. Awesome music albums. There's like five of them. Is it Ted Yoder? But yeah, the. No. The main thing. The main thing with old time is, with, with bluegrass, you get a sense that the song is moving forward, and sometimes it's moving forward at a very, very rapid Alarming rate. old time. At old time, uh, you don't have as much of that drive. It's almost like it's kind of stagnant. Wait, like it's just you know, it's not that it's stagnant, but it's like a lazy river. It goes around in circles really slowly. Yeah. I find, not to be mean, but I find I get musically I get bored. Yeah, from a music standpoint, because then I, I, a lot of even a lot of the tunes are so similar and they're so they don't have they don't have that little. Like in a lot of even bluegrass tunes, a lot of them are really similar. But yeah. in bluegrass, you have enough. You have enough jazz influence. You have enough stuff that's swingy. You have enough of everything that it makes. That yeah. there's at least different types of. There's enough variety that I can at least not that you don't get bored. But a lot of the old times tune, they're so similar and they're so they fall into like three categories. And then outside of that, it's. Is it a slip reel? Is I mean, is it a slip jig? Is it a double jig? Is it a double reel? Yeah, it's that's like it's, Irish. It's just getting. It's not. That's eh, Irish. Still old time. They play a lot of. Y'all are making it really guess... hard for me to come out as an old time musician. <laughs> How about jazz? What Gosh, is, what does jazz make? Jazz you feel? sucks. Like jazz. Jazz. What? Jazz. What? What are you saying? <laughs> it's terrible. 
It, it is not terrible. Everything, I love everything jazz, that Scotty so. just said about old time applies to jazz, but even worse because not, the tunes no, are jazz is, the, jazz is jazz not is, true. Jazz is the jazz, absolute opposite. When you okay, the opposite, when you opposite, have yes. an extremely boring thing that you need music for, like an elevator ride, where do you turn? <laughs> jazz. Bossa Nova. But boring things require interesting music to get your mind off the no, boring thing. No, boring things exactly. require boring music to make them even boringer anyway, to make so you go insane. So here's why I like jazz. Blue, <laughs> bluegrass, it's, it seems like a kind of a specific genre of, of music. There's the song, Each song kind of has a purpose. Jazz, unless it's jazz uh, has no a purpose. basic melody jazzed up. Jazz, it can go anywhere, and it, it really kind of opens up your mind. Um not in like a weird way, but satanic way, but in of, a in a yeah, um, yeah, but it, <clears throat> too late. It kind of, you know, it it kind of makes you contemplative. And when I listen to bluegrass, it kind of forces me into an emotion. If if you um if that makes any sense, yeah. like it makes you feel stuff. But jazz, I could I could listen to a jazz song, and two people can listen to the same jazz song and feel different things. Right, and you don't really that that's why jazz is terrible. No, it's great. I like jazz. And how are you supposed to like indoctrinate people if they can have free will, freedom of thought? <laughs> so, some jazz, like, okay, so I grew up watching Peanuts specials, so maybe I'm biased and I really <laughs> like Vince Guaraldi, but some jazz can get a little bit too out there. No, you can easily get just no, no melody, but the David Grisman Quintet. It is like uh, I don't know, fifth favorite band. <laughs> I have no idea how to rank these. Bands. You only like them but because David Tony Rice. Was... No, Let's even see, when Mark <clears throat> O'Connor was in it. Guys, I just want to quickly list um, his favorite his favorite bands. <laughs> the Tony Rice the, unit, uh, the J.D. Crow in the New no, South. No wait, the Bluegrass Boys. <laughs> I want, no, the I'm, Foggy Mountain Boys. I want no, not the Bluegrass I Boys. I want to do it. <laughs> I want to do it, guys. No, it's um, the Bluegrass Album Band. Why? Because Tony Rice. Yes, let's see. Exactly. And Doyle Lawson and J.D. Crow and Bobby Hicks and Todd Phillips. And, and then it goes, it goes because the Tony Rice unit, the Rice yes. Brothers. Were they a band? Like were they? I mean, Rice no, yeah. that was the Tony Rice unit with White Rice oh, Tony being Rice part unit. of the unit. I thought okay. there was a different okay. One. So then in they... all honesty, let me just let, let me save you some time. The David Grisman Quintet, J.D. Crow in the New South, um, to an extent. The Bluegrass Album Band, Doyle Lawson and Quicksilver, Ricky Tony Rice Unit. Thunder. They're like, I don't know, 10th. Yeah. Um, Travis Alltop and Friends. And then, yes, even though they're not an official band, but they're they're why I play bluegrass or music in, at all. Because they're your buddies. No, because that's the first bluegrass I heard. It's because the first bluegrass I heard, so I'm biased to like that kind of bluegrass. Do you prefer male or female vocalists? So in all honesty, I like them both, but I don't like them together. If I want, you know, when I listen to music, I either like to hear all male singers or all female singers. Because there's something about the blend that I just don't like. There's times when it can be really, really good. But as a general rule, I really don't like it being blended together as much. Okay, I'm the opposite. I like, I either prefer 
men singing with, together or men and women singing together. I think if you have just women, you don't have nearly the the bass quality. You don't. It's too. It's very with um, like men. They have a. They can have a very large different variety. No, they have men can range widely in their their vocal ranges. So you can have men that can sing really Especially high. Especially if you have a really really good. You tent. can sing really really high and you can sing really really low. So if you have a group of men singing, they have you can have a you have the possibility for them to have a very wide range. I do range. like the contrast between a low bass singer and a high tenor singer. I do agree with Scotty Moore. Where with women there tends to be much more similar even though yeah you have an alto and sopranos. To an extent. And different varieties of altos and sopranos but it's still just about in that same you're leaning to get so high and unless you have some crazy thing you're not going to have much of a so i don't as really, much of a variety i don't like listening to really high female singers with one exception which is allison krauss um i mean she's not but she even with allison krauss high. it's that she has the guys there to yeah, and I much sing with her. I would much prefer an alto blended with a tenor to then like a soprano blended yeah. with a tenor. I'm going yeah. to provide an opposite opinion because I like we to all have to have different opinions. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, we have to be different if we're going to do a well, podcast. I also just happen to have a different opinion. I, I really like male and female voices blended. <laughs> And I think that's like the ideal. Yeah, that's what. If you just have two people singing, ideally one would be a boy and one would be a girl, in my opinion. But if if you're just gonna have one singer, I would say like nine times out of ten, I would rather hear that singer be a girl. Maybe not like a super high pitched one, but like a decent alto. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think sounds yeah. better. A lot of men's voices, they're like singing, but they don't sound melodic. It's almost like they're talking on pitch, like Johnny Cash. Yeah, like a Johnny Cash where he's kind of Bob Dylan. Yeah, but like Johnny Cash, but like oh, not good. Sounds like both. like Bob Dylan, but <laughs> not good. Yeah. I don't know. I really like listening to Tony Rice sing solo. Yeah, a nice baritone is the easiest nice. listening, Tony, easiest thing okay. to listen to. Tony ever. Rice singing Church Street Blues and play that video, the one that's you know yeah. the Church Street Blues um, video, the I, Church Street Blues video. That is the best. I mean, just so if you haven't voice. noticed, Michael is a massive Tony Rice fanboy. I'm doing like all kinds of gestures with my hands right I, now. I, I can, He's I can shaking imagine. up and down because we can all imagine. Um, okay, <clears throat> where I I. So I have three sisters, right? And so we always sing together. Is my youngest brother? He never really sings with us. Sad. But normally, when we would sing, it would be my two sisters, and then my oldest sister. She would either be playing; she would be accompanying us on on piano or something, and we would just sing. And I would, I think, that's where my probably were since that's probably why I gravitate to either why I like men and women singing together versus Michael where he doesn't think that so that might be I kind think of I will say I do like men and women singing together if it's maybe like two people or maybe three or four what I don't like is having a really really high 
uh, female harmony singer that kind of takes away from because the higher you get the more kind of accepting our ears are to the sound and so you probably notice like in all male quartets where the tenor overpowers the lead well you, when you put a really high harmony part it kind of detracts from the lead so i always like the emphasis to be on the lead the most but i mean it's just me right let's have a good yeah. sound no i made a joke i was riding with my dad in the car we were traveling and we have this. Well, we have our uh, CD case, and the we had an old big white van, so we had our CD case with all our CDs, and in one of the CDs in there, mixed in with, we have such a variety of music in that CD case, it's ridiculous. But one of them was uh, the Stanley Brothers. It's the Amazing Grace. I can't, I think that's what it's called, Amaz Stanley Brothers Amazing Grace or something like that. And after about the fourth song, I looked over to my dad and said, "You know, I think this is less of an album and more of." You can use a how to sing tenor because all you can hear is yeah. the tenor, and every time you sing, yeah, like, there's a tenor. That sounds right. So here's an interesting question. Let's say you have a male tenor and a male baritone, then alto and soprano. If you do, you like the male to be singing lead or the female to be singing lead? Normally, the alto. Normally, when we had have normally when we had that situation, my the soprano would normally, like when we, I would sing with my sisters, I would sing baritone. My one sister would sing soprano, and then my one sister would sing alto, and then normally the soprano would have the melody. And we'd be stacked like that, and I think that's the best way to do it. Yes, because, yeah, I like that kind of stack, because if you have right. too many harmony parts on top, it gets distracting. I think the ideal is to have the lead have one harmony above the lead and two harmonies below the lead. I think the ideal is just to have Doyle Lawson and Quicksilver. I think the ideal is to just hand Dennis Parker a guitar and let him play. I think having a part above the melody sometimes can take away from it, for sure. It, it can if, if it is not done tastefully. But we're not talking about people with poor taste. We're talking about ideally. And ideally, you would have one part above the lead that blends well enough you can't tell them apart. Yeah. If In general, if the lead goes pretty high, I don't like to hear the tenor belting out C5s the entire time. <laughs> I would rather hear a low tenor. And that's if fine. I were to pick one, to only have one, I would do the melody beyond the highest the melody be the highest part. I just think uh, that's how I would do it. Yeah. If I could only do one. Well, yeah, it's a good combination. The lovely thing about music is you don't have to only do one. So you I can... know, but I'm just saying that would be my opinion is I like that, that arrangement better. Yeah. Is that what, wasn't that the Osborne brothers that did that? Yes. The Osborne yeah. stack, if you will. The Osborne stack. Yeah. Where you have I Bobby. Mean, that's not the official name, that's what I call it. Where you it. have Bobby singing in the sixth octave the entire time. <laughs> and you have singing Ruby. Yeah. Hitting that hitting that D eight. Ruby, are you mad at your man? Ruby, are you mad at that man? So what what are we gonna do next? Do, are we gonna have a guest on this podcast at some at some point? At some we're point we're gonna that. have Gray. At some point we should get Luke. <laughs> yeah. We need to get a lot of people. Um, y'all can you make a, a list. Guest? 
Do you want to have a guest on next episode or the episode afterwards? I'm Let's not have Gray on next. Not yeah, no, not oh, Gray. <laughs> we would have we way have, too much to edit out. We can have him later. For those of you who don't know who Gray is, you don't. You will find out when the episode comes. I can't believe you would stop touring. <laughs> hey, hey, no, I want to get a better voice. Bro, bro, I can't believe you would stop touring. Anyway, no, no. <laughs> bro, no, 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 don't say that. No, we gotta edit that. Say.